0: get in depth a little bit and talk about, amen, the heart of the matter, Amen. we're going to be talking about finances tonight, but in a, little, in a little different way, amen, and we're going to go ahead and start with 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, amen. This is not at the top of the notes, but I just want to start with it, and then we'll move to the next scripture, amen, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 through 7, says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So, obviously, when you talk about sowing, you're talking about, most of the time, you're talking about, amen, giving. When you give sparingly or little, the reward or what you reap and get back is also going to be little, but if you give much, then you're going to get much, and it's whatever you do. That could, We can use this concept in planting. We can use the concept, amen, in so many different aspects. Um, amen. And well, let me say this. The amount, when we speak about giving um, sparingly and giving bountifully, a person who gives... Their last dollar can give more in the eyes of God than somebody who gave a $100 bill, amen, who just has it to give, amen. So don't let just numbers get in the way of your, and skew your perspective on that. But the next scripture says, every man according as he purpoth, pers, purposeth, excuse me, in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity For God loveth a cheerful giver. So you know we've talked about tithes and offering and giving so much. And we're going to get to the scripture in Malachi. Y'all can probably quote it backwards and forwards now. Amen. But we're going to talk about the heart of the matter. Because Pastor and I were talking, my wife and I were talking, and you've probably heard it said that your heart and your finances are connected. If God has control, most of the time, if God has control of your finances and your wallet, he has control of your heart. Amen. And that's why it says, according as every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. And we don't want to do it grudgingly. If you're putting money in the offering and you're just cussing under your breath the whole time, then then, you'd be better off leaving it in your wallet. Amen. We're not doing it with a bad attitude. We're not doing it Amen out of obligation. That's why it says of necessity. All right? We're doing it out of the goodness Amen out of our heart. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. A happy giver. I don't know about you, but I am blessed to be able to put my tithes in the in the offering plate. I am blessed be able to put my offering, my pledges, my missions, etc. We have many uh, different facets in this church that we give to because this church does a lot. And that's why we're so blessed. We give a lot, not just inside the church, but outside the church to global missions that affect this whole world. Missionaries that are traveling the globe, preaching the gospel. Amen. Some of them that have to literally do it in secret and hide. Amen. So what we're doing here is not just affecting what's in this four walls, but it's going so much further. So when we drop that in the offering plate, we don't just do it, amen, because the Bible says, um, give, and it shall be given to you. Or shall a man, we'll get to this scripture later, but shall a man rob God? We don't do it in fear of going to hell, amen, just like we don't live for God in fear of going to hell. We need to realize that hell is real, but if the only reason you're living for God, amen, is fear of an eternal damnation, then you're, you don't have to worry. You're probably going to go there anyway, because amen, everything we do is going to be in fear and, and it's not going to be out of relationship and because God loved us. So God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. So now we're going to skip to the beginning of the Bible study, Matthew chapter 19 and 16. And I'll read this and I'll hand the mic and, and, and we're starting out of order. So I'm not sure who to, Hand the mic to, but I'll just drop it on the table. Whichever hand grabs it can get it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But Matthew chapter 19 and verse 16. This is the story of, uh, or the parable of the rich young ruler, and it says, "And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life?" How many know? Sometimes you ask God a question, you're not going to like the answer. Amen. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? And Jesus said, Thou shalt not murder or do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. And then verse 20, the young man saith unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Amen. So you notice he he was obviously a pretty faithful young man. He obeyed the Ten Commandments. He was diligent in living for God. Amen. But you see, God saw something that sometimes we don't see. It. He saw inside his heart. Um, So the the young man said, what what lack I? Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. So, you know, it's kind of a parallel that God compares there. He says, give your earthly goods away, sell them. But when you, when you get rid of your earthly goods, you're going to have eternal treasure. Amen. Come and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, God already knew when the rich young ruler came and asked him these questions, he already knew his heart. He examined him before he, before he told him to observe the commandments. He had already examined him, amen. And he saw that he was faithful, but he saw, amen, that his worldly possessions were consuming him and that it was the treasure of his heart. And, and Jesus knew that if he asked him to get rid of these, that he would have problem doing it, Amen. So notice it says this young man, when Jesus said, tell all you have and follow me, amen, he says he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Amen. Are your possessions keeping you from being a giver? Are they keeping you from putting God first? Are they they keeping you? Maybe you're a faithful tither. Maybe you give faithfully in your offerings. You're faithful to the house of God. Amen. But there's just still something that's holding you back, taking the place of maybe putting God completely first. Amen. Because sometimes our possessions, our stuff, if you will, amen, can be what gets in our heart and, and comes before God. Uh, verse 23, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Amen. So we talk to you about the heart today, the heart of the matter, amen, because we can allow so many things to get in our way of putting God completely first. Amen. We can allow, amen, and, and sometimes when we don't have as much abundance, I feel like our hearts are more pure, but then when God blesses us just a little bit more, amen, maybe we get that raise or maybe we get that, like Sister Tracy and myself, um, we have a little bit more freedom now, not just financially, but you've, you know you've heard us talk about getting rid of the dogs and we're not strapped down. We can go do some things. We can go, Amen, stay at the lake. We can go this do this and that. But are we gonna allow that freedom to get in the way of doing God's will? Amen. Don't allow what God has blessed you with to be the very thing that hinders you. Amen. Don't allow that good job to keep you well, I don't know, I've got more now. I, I wanna I wanna keep some more of that for myself. And then stop being the faithful giver that you once were. Amen. Because if God can control, <clears throat> excuse me, your heart and what you give, amen, there's an open door, an open avenue. And when you tell God, okay, Lord, I'm I'm never going to shut my hands to uh, what you would have me do, what you would have me give. Because sometimes we have to be faithful and say, Lord, even if I don't have it, if you tell me, I'm going to do it. Amen. And the sad thing is sometimes when we have less we more easily give than when we have more because it can easily uh put that greed in our eyes and because we we all know the more you have the more you want the more it's just it's you're never the flesh is never satisfied. Amen.
1: <clears throat> Alabaster box of ointment anybody know that story? Yeah. Matthew 26 and 6 is now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he said at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, how many people do you know like this? Uh-huh. Saying, to what purpose is, is this waste? Why would she do that? You know, why in the world would she do that? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. See, here's, here's the thing I have heard a lot of people say when they come in. Um, what happens, like, especially on a personal level, people will come in and they'll say, what are you taking up offerings for? What do you, where does that go to? Where does this go to? What does that, that go to? Uh, this church doesn't do enough for the community and on and on and on but honestly we're supposed to give to him first. So and then it go it it gets distributed like we have a finance team and it gets distributed. So it's not like this is going to waste. It's going across seas to missions. It's going to home missions. It's going to sheaves for Christ for kids who are in orphanages. You know, it it there's pastoral staff. We have a we have tornado victims right now. They're living in living in our old church we've been paying monthly for their utilities for them to stay there because they had nowhere else. So that stuff is not cheap. And And we keep the doors open there. We keep the doors open here. I don't know if you know this or not, but just what we've spent on music this year for tracks and sound has been well over $5,000. When the toilets mess up, 600 bucks. I mean when we have a preacher come in and preach that's that's we, we pay them the bible says they're worthy of the hire there's a lot when there's needs go on we and 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 when enough doesn't come in guess what happens I feel like I need to say this when the when the, when enough doesn't come in you know what happens the church's bills get paid but they don't we don't get paydays okay? And know what? That's not why we do it. We don't do it for a payday. But I will tell you, it's incredibly, incredibly hard to work full-time jobs and be able to serve in that capacity and get phone calls at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, pastor, so-and-so needs you to come pray for them. The freedom to be able to study and give yourself fully yeah. to God. Um, and this is not just for certain people. Anybody in here, if you made your mind up, God had called you to the ministry. if you put your heart into it you can be full time okay Where was that? I, uh, I think it's for for this ointment nine for this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. when Jesus understood it he said unto them, why trouble ye that woman? for she hath wrought a good work upon me for you have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you. She was preparing him. She knew something that was special. When Jesus died, it was sad to some people. But she must have had something she was expecting. She was preparing him. Hey, my Lord and my Savior, he knew he was going to die. And she must have felt that, okay? For you have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body. She did it for my burial. 13 says, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the world, the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done. He wanted them to tell everybody, Be told for a memorial of her 14 says, then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went out, went out unto the chief priest. And 15 says, and, and said unto to them, What will you ye give me? See, this is amazing. That they're talking about money. And you have Judas automatically goes out and says, <laughs> What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. So to me, if that's all in one place, if you you have to be careful. Because if you're one of the ones saying, what are they doing with the money at the church? We all have to be careful. I have to be careful, okay? It's Me, it's God's money. Right. We do what he wants to do with it. It's, yes, it is his money. And and I just want to tell you all, too, this staff, we pay tithes and offerings, okay? We're going to get that out of the way. We do we do not teach something that we do not preach. Me and Pastor Roy, we pay tithes. We give missions. We give to the church upkeep. We give in our regular offerings. We give in uh, pledges, which is to put into our savings account, okay? When there's a special need, we give to it. We give Pastor to short, and they pay their tithes to Abundant Life in Silsby Texas, but they also give offerings weekly. They give to missions. They give to music. We give to music. There's so much, and I'm sorry, guys, but God has called the church To be kingdom providers. 15 says, and and said unto them, what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. They promised him this. 16 says, and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. And then it goes on to say, I'm fixing to give it to pastor. The love of money is the root of all evil.
2: First Timothy 6, 6 through 10. But, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a stare. And to many foolish and hurtful lusts, and which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I'm sure that you all know people that uh, that's what they strive for. You know, they will, uh, doesn't matter, relationships, church or whatever, money that the desire for money is going to come first. They're going to, they'll, you know, they'll miss birthdays. They'll miss anniversaries. They'll miss church, you know, whatever, their kids' baseball or games or whatever, just to make more money. And, and how, many, how much is enough? Right. It's never enough. That next dollar, you know, and, and that's what some people strive for because they love money. And money is it's not a sin to have money; it's a sin though if you have that love for money and you'll do anything for it, for it to get it right. you will you will you know uh steal from your own family you will uh be yeah be dishonest you know because you have to have that that greed will eat you up and uh so when someone comes to God, they have to give that part of their heart to him, too. And you, you know. You know your hearts. And like he said about God loving a cheerful giver. And when you give in the offering, and you feel thankful that he gave to us first. If he hadn't given to us, then we wouldn't have anything to give. So... With a thankful heart. That's that's how we should be. Uh, yes. Because it's his money. He's the one that gave us everything that we have. All that we have belongs to him.
3: That's good. That's what I was going to say. And put, you know. Understand something. God wakes you up every morning. Yes. God lets you breathe his air. Exactly. Come on. God. Knocked on your hearts door, God let his grace work in your life. See, we don't have no ability and no power at all within us, and let's just clear something up right now um, finance is a is a uh, real heated subject,
0: yeah. it shouldn't be.
3: and it shouldn't be because and and I'm going to be real with you and tell you. When we get it right, we'll never lack nothing. We have to have money Yes. until the mark of the beast is set up, until hope that none of you take the chip, because if you do, you're bound to hell. But I want you to understand how to learn how to manage your money because every good gift and perfect gift come up down from the Father of lights. Okay? When people say, I made this, I got this, I done, you didn't do nothing. That's right. yeah. Somebody say, I, I didn't do nothing. Right. God allowed me to do it. Right. God allowed us to have, praise God, four beautiful daughters. Everything you see you touch, you experience in your life, and then you enjoy, comes down from the Father of lights. Right, right. We good? Perfect, good. So we need to understand, praise the Lord, to knowledge him. Uh, does anybody know, some, not some of you preachers don't say anything, because um, you should know it, but when we talk about tithes and offerings, understand one thing. God loves a cheerful giver, but this is the point. There's a correct way to give, there's a biblical principle of giving. And don't think and say this well, that church always wants money, that, that, that preacher always wants money. Man, he, he runs off the smokies. He runs off, he does this, he does. Let me tell you something. I want you to understand one thing. It takes money. How many went to the grocery store this week? You get $100 and you get four sacks. Maybe. Pull up to the gas station and fill your automobile up. All right? You're looking at one preacher, pastoral team, that will never preach for money. I've seen money corrupt good, good men. And people say, well, why do you do it? Because it's biblical. How many knows, praise God, that a, a, a full-time pastor, amen, or even a part-time pastor that's on a pastoral team is supposed to get paid? It's biblical. And let me say this. If you've got an issue with the preacher and the ministry, of you getting your money and asking questions, what are they doing with it? Well, how many enjoys this air conditioner? Right. How many enjoys these lights? Yeah. We spent roughly $370,000 on this building, buying this building and remodeling this building. $120,000 what we give for it, and how many seen it when we first bought it? My wife cried and said, ain't no way. She she hated this place. All right. Wonder what it would have cost, praise God, if we would had a licensed contractors to come in here and done what we've done. Thank God for the men. Thank God for the ability the pastor's got, too. Amen. Because they ain't really many carpenters in his in this church. <laughs> But you know what? God has blessed us. And it's because of your giving. Can you not see what God has done? Can we not see, praise the Lord, that God give us a beautiful sanctuary, a more parking, more restrooms. Come on, more room to grow. And don't never have that, that greedy spirit to work. Always said, thinking, well, what do they do with the money? Let's just be real with you. I, you know, I don't hold no none of the finances. Uh, if you pay your tithes and your offerings to this church, you can see what comes in and goes out. Now, if you don't give nothing to this church, you ain't got no business seeing nothing. All right? But I want you to understand, we don't hold nothing. I've got to have accountability to y'all, and y'all got to have accountability to us. We all We have accountability to each other. Yeah. Man, everything we do, and I'm going to tell you something. We need to learn, praise God, to handle the, because it's God's. Yes. Somebody say it's God's. It's God. and, and the Bible even says it this way, that the ties are holy, That's sacred. The are holy. They're holy. Yes. All right? And understand one thing. If you come to this church and you call me your pastor, your spiritual father, and then you question about the finances. Understand one thing. Your soul is more important than your finances and money. Yeah. If you can't trust me with your money, you sure don't need to be trusting me with your soul. Amen? Amen. Amen. So everything we have, my Lord, we, we pay about $2,600 a month just in a mortgage payment for, for what we have. And you know what we you know what we own. The old place over there, the house, the fellowship hall, and the old church. Praise! Three years ago, three hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars. This place here, over a half a million. God has blessed us. And it's because of you. Somebody says it's because of me. It's because you love this place just as much as I love this place. Come on. Somebody say, I, I don't own it because it's God's, but I invest in, in it because I see the blessings. Amen. Praise the Lord. And why? Because I'm going to be honest with you. We run 80 people, but I'm not satisfied with 80 people. I want to see, I want to see 160. Yeah. I want to get to the maximum of 220. And then we say, Pastor, we got to build another building. We got to buy a bigger building. And every time you're giving, praise God, what you're doing, you're making the kingdom grow and expand. Yes. Amen. And then when you do that, God sits on his throne smiling, and he just turns around and says, give them a blessing. I just start pouring it out to them. Amen. If we have sold unto you spiritual things Talking about the ministry If we have sold unto you spiritual things It is a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things I sow spiritual things to you And then I'm going to reap carnal things If others be partakers of this power over you or not you rather nevertheless we have not used this power by suffering all things lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. I will tell you, Apostle Paul people said he was a tent maker. He was not a tent maker by making money. That's not biblical. That that, that, that Whoever told you that has a problem with money. He was a tent maker, praise God, amen, for establishing churches. He labored with them, praise God, amen, to go and carry the gospel. Amen? Let's go on. But But you know not that they which minister about holy things... Live of the things of the temple. And they which wait on altars are partakers of the altar. Yeah. Come on. We know back in them days they brought the sacrifices in. They killed them. They took the blood, used the blood for the sacrifice and everything. And then they turned around and took that animal. It was left for the priesthood to eat off of. The priesthood was a, uh, the Levites, somebody say Levites. Levites. The Levites was a tribe of Israel that God said, I will not give you an inheritance. You don't have no land in the promised land because you're gonna be my inheritance. And he said, I'm gonna allow you to be, all the rest of the tribes to bring everything into the storehouse that you can survive and you can be able, praise the Lord, to eat off of and you can be able to make it. The Levite priesthood was their wives, their children, and their children and their wives mostly doesn't service in the temple. They also cleaned the temple. They also, praise God, sung, amen, on the outer courts and played instruments. That was, anybody know what tithing is? Not just a ten percent. It is a it is a a law of God that is given a it's a tax for the church. How many gets a check? Praise the Lord after you get a check they take out you you Man, you 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 know, you make two thousand dollars and then you get only twelve hundred dollars and you got eight hundred dollars given to Uncle Sam and, you know, Social Security and the state and local and all these things. Boom. You're like, my God, they're getting everything. Amen? Well, Jesus only asked for 10%. What if he would have asked for 90% and only let us have 10%? Don't think, don't think that in a negative way. Because if he would have asked for 90% and gave you 10%, we would still make it. Because God keeps his principle. Amen. So we're a blessed bunch of people by giving. Amen. The next scripture it says, Even so had the Lord ordained. Somebody say ordained. That they which preach the gospel... Should live not by the gospel, because if it is said by the gospel, it means by the, the the principles of lifestyle of what the gospel is. But it said live of the gospel. It's in Corinthians, Apostle Paul. Even after praise God, the uh, Jesus walking on the face of the earth for 33 and a half years. Yeah. Amen. So you understand, praise God, a preacher that preaches the gospel, he must live of the gospel. means that that is his inheritance. That is his income. That is his, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, I remember many a days, many a days. Have you ever seen my first home I built? You ever seen my first home I built down in Huckleberry? I'm not bragging because I've I done it for God. But I'll never forget the day that God asked me when I walked out, when I got home from work one day, was walking to the mailbox, just praying, meditating, and the Lord said, put your house up for sale. I said, Lord. And he spoke to me and said, I'll never ask you to give up anything that I won't give you something better. When the church could not afford to be able, because we had money coming in, we had plenty of people, we wouldn't establish enough for five years, okay? That was, our, that was the issue with all the banks we'd go to. Oh, you ain't got five years under your belt. We, we just can't give you the loan. I sold it. Me and some of the guys went, and I got the loan and put it in my name sold my home if you still look on the deed the deed still in, unless they've changed it. I don't think they've ever changed it it's in Michael Orton. because I, I stood good for it and when I got out of debt and I bought the place for myself until we got established enough and then me and the trustees went back and refinanced it and then got it put in over until the church why Because this is my life. You know what my life is? My life is when I look and see that there's two right here, one raising her hand that just about walked away and gave everything up. And she's here tonight, back with her husband, worshiping God. That's what I live for. When I look at this young lady right here, Sister Whitney, I'm going to tell you something that's my prize and joy right there. You hurt her, you fight me. She come in here, and I'm going to be honest with you. And she fights hell every day when she goes home. But you know what? Her and her children come to this place and what God has done, that was more exciting than the best phone call I ever had when I was on vacation. When when y'all showed me them pictures in that video of her little boy, praise God, up here praying. When little Mikey was up here getting praise God the Holy Ghost. That's what I live for. I do thank you for everything you give. But you know the reason? I'm going to tell you something. The right sacrifice, if you have a sacrifice heart to give, you will be so blessed that when you walk, even people will look at you and they'll say, my God, how in the world can they have that? How do they drive that? How do they live in that? It's not God's will for us to live in poverty, be broke, be poor, be out. And some of us need to understand, praise God, to start learning to trust God and to give. Give, give, give. And when you do give, it's gonna come back. Oh somebody say these words. God can not lie. Two right there. They come to this church first time, well one thing they was, they was hiring a kite. Amen. She was. Did not own nothing. The car that they owned was a Didn't have a back window, show, uh, window in it, did it? Lived, slept, praise God, on the floor of her mother in law. Didn't have a place to live. But you. He don't even have really the good education and worked at Wally World. And can I tell you something? Because of their giving, God turned around and seen the sacrifice of their heart and he said, okay, amen, if you want to put me to the test, I'm going to take you and I'm going to take you higher than you've ever been before. Yeah. They give, they give, they give, they give and give. And you know what? God keeps blessing, keeps blessing, keeps blessing, keeps blessing. And God wants to bless you. My heart's desire is for every family in here to have a brand new home. Then then you can invite me to your house and to eat. And I'll come, praise God, wherever you live at right now. Amen. Say these words. I am blessed. If you will start saying that every day and live by that, praise God, and quit, uh, and quit cursing, praise God, amen, uh, some things in your life, hallelujah, but speak life to them, God, hallelujah, and, and when you give, give it, praise God, in worship, hallelujah. Amen, say, I'm thankful that I get to give.
0: In verse 7, even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances or my laws, my statutes, and not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. Let me say this. We're not going to get in depth. You can go to the Old Testament and study on a uh, half shekel and all that. And if, you, if you're late on your tithes, how much you owe God. Amen. But, but I said it. I can't remember when I said it. Maybe maybe Sunday. Saturday, Saturday at the minister's meeting. You cannot make up today for what you did not give God yesterday. And that's not just not that's not just your giving, that's in prayer, that's in reading the word, that's everything. You can't make up today. If you want to try to do it for yourself, that's that's great. But don't get in the habit of trying to make up what you what you weren't faithful in giving. Just be faithful. Because the word says, "Return unto me and I will return unto you," saith the Lord of hosts. Our God is a, is a gracious God, okay? If if you've not been faithful, maybe you've struggled, start today. And the Bible says he's going to honor it. He's going to return to you. No what Amen. It, but you said, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. That sounds like, you know, that sounds like really uh, harsh words. But that's what you're doing. You're robbing God because you're, bas- you're not giving him back what was already his to start with. And so, where have you robbed, or yet you have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? Ye are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So, you know, sometimes we find ourselves, we're wondering why things are going wrong. We're wondering why it feels like uh, what's coming into our pockets are, are always, it's, it's always leaving. It feels like we constantly just have holes in our pockets. Hey Amen. Where is it going? Because God's going to take his money back. Amen? And I'm not talking to ones who are just getting into this truth and are, you're just now learning, okay? We have to start somewhere. But ones who know better, God is going to get his money some way. It says, "'Ye are cursed with a cursed, and uh, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the ties into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house.'" Okay, so you're bringing what's already God's to the church so the church can be taken care of, but also so the church can provide for other needs. Amen? So when you have the heart to give, you're making a way for others to give, but also for the church to give. And prove me. So listen, it says that if you don't give it to God, you're going to be cursed. But listen to what it says when you do give it to God. Amen. Bring you bring the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Prove me now. Herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So you're taking that first step in faith. Because in our flesh we're saying, well, it's Lord, I don't know how I can really do it. I don't see room in my budget to do it. But what you're doing is you're saying, okay, God, I'm giving this in obedience to your word and faith to your word. And I know that I'm not even going to miss it because you're going to provide for what I'm giving. Because I'm obeying your word. You have to honor your word. You cannot lie. So prove me, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And you've heard testimonies of what God's done when you give. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you cannot outgive God. And some of y'all, like we said, we got we got people in here who, who try really hard. We won't name names, but they try really hard. They almost outgive God. It's coming because God cannot lie. Absolutely. God says, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So anything that comes against you, the enemy, when you honor my word and giving, Amen, I'm automatically putting a hedge up. I'm putting a shield of protection up, amen, to rebuke that devourer. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. So all nations shall call you blessed. When you have a heart to give, everybody's going to look at you and be like, man, How are you so blessed? Amen. The church, people should look. I I, I think I said it, I can't remember, in a text message. We're the head and not the tail. Amen. We're supposed to be the lender and not the borrower. Amen. We should be giving to to others. We shouldn't be borrowing. Amen. Because we have such an abundance of blessing. Amen. That God's saying, okay, uh, Sister Heather said it. She wants to be a conduit. Amen. What is a conduit? It goes in and out. Amen. It's, yes, it's, it's a housing for things to flow. Amen. And what's happening is when we have a heart to give, God's blessing us so much, and we're being a steward of that blessing, and it's coming in, and it's going out, and it's coming in, and it's a continual cycle of giving, and along the way, so everybody else is being blessed.
1: And I don't know about you, but I enjoy the house just as much as they do because guess who gave up that house on Huckleberry? Me. We cried tears. <laughs> Our handprints are still in the foundation on that farm on Huckleberry. We we went from living in a travel trailer. Y'all don't even know the backstory. We dad had bad concrete. Sister Lana does. Bad had that da- dad had bad concrete. He had a construction company. And at the time, jobs was just going crazy and couldn't figure out what was wrong. We They had to end up, we lost everything we had. I was 10 years old. They had to file bankruptcy. The company went under. We lived in a travel trailer, all six of us, and it was in the winter. It was cold, and we we didn't have try, anything.
3: Try going to church where it's got one little
1: shire. with yeah. five gallons of water here. With six of us. Five women. Yeah. And we had hard times. I know what hard times feel like. But I also know what it's like to go to church with a mom and dad who worship. Not We didn't have any food but peas to eat with Kool-Aid and no sugar. And you're praying for food and somebody shows up and says, I feel like bringing you toilet paper. It's like, great, thank you. <laughs> thank you, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what hard times are. I grew up like that. But also seen this happen. I also seen the hand of God when my dad said, It's crazy faith. Some of you need to remind yourself of who God is because here, here's where I get that crazy faith. I'm 10, 11. We're living in the travel trailer, and they're fixing to sell bukus of acreage on a place that we went and prayed for and marked off a house years ago. I was younger. And I remember that day going on a picnic after church on a Sunday, marking off where we wanted this house. And this is before we lost everything. Sometimes some of us go through hard times because we challenge God. Prove me. But during the proving, you're going, God, where are you? Still trusting. But you don't, You have to trust him because we built the house. It, I mean, they just filed bankruptcy. You don't get a loan. I was I was 10 or 11, and I remember the Dad calling. Just call the bank. We put a loan application in. It was crazy. Ran into the guys that own the property. Bam! It happens. The bank called. Said, "Yeah, you got the loan. No problem." just wonder
3: how, how crazy it is to be turkey hunting in the spring and walking down old dirt road and look up and here comes big four wheel drive. Four, three city slickers get out. I mean, they're spraying with ticks and snakes, boots on <laughs> and everything. Who are You I said, I just live right up here. I said, I hunted all this all my life. You know much about this place? I said, I can tell you every tree by name. You're the man we've been looking for. And after they turned around and I said that, they turned around and I said, Listen, we're going to sell all this and branch it all out, coal miner property, about eighteen hundred acres, and we're going to give you one acre free and first choice to buy anything.
1: Sure did. Don't
3: tell me God. Can't
1: do it. And then the- the crazy loan, excuse me, the crazy bank gave us the loan because the, the bank was going under, and they were just handing out loans left and right. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Even though he wasn't qualified. Yeah. So we had a house built exactly where we pray for it.
3: The woman that gave that loan, Dawson Springs Independent Bank at that time, she got fired. Uh-huh. But God harder just for me to get the job. The get, the
0: <laughs>
1: get the loan. Hey, this is crazy faith. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Me and Pastor Roy, we gave $1,000 towards our house fund last year. It was Valentine's Day. I was praying, and God dropped it in my spirit. I remember just a little bit, 35 years this year, um, it's time you do something. The church needs to do something for your mom and dad this year for their anniversary. Dropped it in my spirit, um, 2021, February, Valentine's Day. And I remember coming downstairs, talking to Roy about it. I started sending out text messages, da, 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 da. At 20, 2021. and I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, I know because there was that barrier. You have to get somewhat of a foundation going, etc. Because, and you need like ten thousand dollars cash. They didn't have it, and and I I felt God say it's time to give. And me and my husband gave thousand dollars towards it. Guess what happened this year? His his y'all heard what happened? He got a ten thousand dollar bonus. It comes back to you guys. <laughs> so hey. I just want to say this. I'm going to read some more because there, there is so much I could tell you. You want to know why? I do like Michael Kors purses and shoes, but guess what? I don't pay what they ask for them. I get them. I pray. I say, God, i like to have this. 99 cents. That's how much I paid for a pair of them. I've paid $17. I've paid. I mean, I get this stuff on sale, and then God blesses me. He gives me opportunities to buy it when it's so cheap. Okay? That's how I like to shop. And that's that may be silly to you, but it's not to me. Come on. I pray about this stuff. Listen, guys, I'm telling you, it is crazy. Uh one time God told me, Give everything in your wallet. This was in 2010. I was fixing to quit work at Tunko I was working at his job. Looked in my wallet and I got two dollars and like twenty cents in change, guys. I'm up on the piano. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll get this. <laughs> all right, that's what you want, Lord. I walk off the platform, and I dump it all you know, in the offering pan, and I start worshiping, Woo! and people was watching me just dump all this change in the offering pan. But it's not about how much. It's about the heart. But yes, we paid our tithes and our offerings. And I'm going to tell you right now, we missed one time, one time. And I will tell you right now, God got it. And he got it just like that. But when I gave that $2.20 cents in the offering, that was a Sunday night. On Monday morning, this man goes to work. <laughs> and it was hectic. They were like, what's going on? He said, meeting. You're getting a $2,000 bonus this month, $2,023. Ah, And he's like, we're getting this amount. Of, and they're like, no way. Everybody's like, no way, no way, no way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. $2,023 when I gave everything that was in my pocket. Don't you tell me God don't work like that. Somebody better rejoice. Somebody better rejoice. First um, Timothy 6 and 17 and 19. 17 says, charge them that are rich in this world that they, that they be not high-minded. See, it's the hard issue. Nor trust in uncertain riches. So when you trust in, see, and here's the thing. You know why they got in trouble with the golden calf in the Old Testament? They took off what was valuable to them. And they made it their God. When you take what is valuable to you, I don't care if it's your house, if it's your money. I don't care what it is. And you make it your God, that's where it becomes a sin. But in the living God, who giveth, E-T-H, continually, that's what that means, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works. It's not just good enough that we give. We have to give in good works. All right? Uh, Ready to distribute, willing, willing to communicate. It is our job. To distribute what God has given us, all of us in this place. Willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Where your treasure is, is the next part, there will your heart be also. Hey guys, everyone in here, this is not not our church. We might be the pastoral staff, but it is not our church. It's God's church, but it's your church. Can you say that's my church? church. It's my church. Matthew 6, 19, 24 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, y'all, we just sung about this Give me Jesus. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye and if therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light, but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is the dark that darkness? No man can serve two masters. all right here's what it comes down to: no man can serve two masters. you cannot come in. And have an attitude like you're, listen, if you've been been here and you've given your life over to God, I am his. I don't know about you, but I want to be his. Every day I say, God, I'm yours. God, I submit my family to you, Jesus. God, my husband, my home is yours, God. Feel it. My finances are yours, God. Whatever you want us to do, my vehicle is yours, God. That's how I want to live. Even down to my body is yours, Jesus. I, I I don't want to mistreat my body, because it's yours. You give it to me. Okay, that's that's really the heart of the matter is realizing that it's not it's not yours. Um, you cannot serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is money. I'll say these couple things. Mama, you got something else you want to add to this? I'm have, no, she said. The happiest people don't have the best of everything. They just make the best of everything. They make the best of everything. I know there has been times people in this church have struggled and they've talked to us. We have struggled. But when you realize you're his, you're going to make the best of everything. Um, and I know this is maybe off, but it says clutter, clutter. Everybody say clutter is the physical manifestation of unmade decisions fueled by procrastination. Clutter is the physical manifestation of unmade decisions fueled by procrastination. <laughs> You're know, like, "What does this have to do with this? Because if you're his, you're gonna be a good steward. What did that soldier say about making a oh, we listened to this this soldier, and he was talking about how if you start your day just making your bed, that you will that you'll feel better by yourself. We sent it out. he said that that's one thing it's discipline because I wanted to tell you right now i I struggle with even almost relaxing sometimes. he knows it, they know it, I'm going, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I have to, and I'm not saying it's wrong. You can relax. We relaxed at the lake, but I'm still. You know what I'm doing the whole time I'm there. Ask him. Got my notebook, trying to figure out menu, menu. Who's coming to this? Who's doing this? Because the Bible says we are to be about our Father's business. When you don't treat this life like you're His, you're His servant. You're His kids. You're employed by Him. You're His ambassadors. You waste time. You waste money. And while we're talking about this, I'm going to hand it off. While we're talking about this, it talks about the heart of the matter. I'm not going to go out and purchase. Yes, maybe this is silly to some of y'all, but I would like to have a Louis Vuitton. That sounds dumb to some of y'all, maybe. That's my next goal, and I'll save money for it. But I'm not going into debt for it. It's a purse. I'm not going into debt for it. Okay? And I'll tell you something else I'm not going to do. I'm not going to buy one and not give. My wants go below what God says, okay? Because where I might want a Louis Vuitton, somebody may need groceries, all right? And you don't know, God may say, okay, she has the attitude, she's going to win one somewhere. Y'all think I'm crazy, but that stuff happens, all right? Give it to God, give it to God. He said that's enough
0: gonna talk for two hours no I'm just joking I just wanted to say this um talk about crazy faith amen God cares about what we care about and when you're putting God first and when you when your heart is right some of the things you hear her talking about they might sound crazy amen but her giving has always been as big as her faith has and when we've struggled and we haven't been as blessed as, as we are now and she she says lord I I want some bath and body works and she always tells me because you know I'll start rolling my eyes cuz she'll start talking about the 4 million things she wants and I'm like oh my god I'm over here I'm over here about to have an anxiety attack amen <laughs> hey cuz in my eyes I'm thinking I got to pay for it but she says honey I ain't asking from you she said I'm asking God, and there's been times she's, she's wanted bath and body works, and she said, Lord, I know you can do it. I want a check in the mail and for my bath and body works, and you better mark it down. We get a check in the mail, and she gets herself some bath and body works. Amen, and that might sound crazy, but when your heart's in the right place, you can ask God, amen, as long as it's not asking amiss. You ask God, and he will provide it.
3: Amen. Let me say this, and I know this for a fact. God don't like it. I was raised, we ain't on time, please, okay? We got to get out at 9 o'clock. That's traditional. (laughs) But let me say this. God cares about everything you do. And God don't like to waste. I have a major issue Ask my wife. Most of the time when I get a plate or she picks me something to eat, there's nothing left on it. It's a shame when you put food on your plate and you throw it away right. and you got people in this, this nation and other nations that are starving to death. Right. God don't like you to waste. What happened when the fishes and the loaves, after everybody was fed, 5,000, even 4,000, besides women and children, what did he do? He said, gather all the fragments up that nothing be wasted. We complain so much, and most of us, oh, God, most of us, I'm saying, are overweight because all we do is eat out all the time. Come on. We're blessed. Somebody say we're blessed. Blessed. But you better quit wasting. God don't like you to waste things. He looks and sees that. He said, if I give that and they turn around and waste it, my wife is so conservative that if I was to take this bottle of water home and it's only half drunk and I take it home, and sometimes I do. I take it home, and then I'm going to drink the rest of it. You know what she'll do? Don't pour that out. I'll use it for my flyers, or plants. You know what? The I, I, other day hit me real hard. I went down to feed the chickens. I've got nine chickens, okay, eight hens and one rooster, and he can be a devil. And I'm going to tell you something. I pray for them because they're productive. I love to eat eggs. My family likes to eat eggs. Brother Gary likes to eat eggs. He's saying, where's my next dozen? But I'm going to tell you something. I had my hands full the day trying to get something, and I dropped two eggs and busted them. It almost made me me cry. Because that's just an egg. It don't matter. Appreciate every little thing you got and don't waste it yeah. and say thank you for this because if you don't, he won't give you no more.
2: Talking about giving, uh, God cannot bless you if your fist is closed. If, exactly. if your fist is closed and giving and blessing to other people, it, it can't open, it's not open that it can receive from God. So, I'm going to skip down to uh, Psalm 37, 16 and 17. Better than the riches of many wicked. A little that a righteous man hath. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Electronics. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. You can, you can have your heart right and have a little bit. That's right. And you can be happy. Yeah. It's not always about having thousands of dollars in the bank. We, we, we want to be blessed and we should be blessed. But I've seen people that had a little and they were happy. Yeah, right. And they were in church. And then when the blessings came, they got a divorce. They weren't happy anymore. So money doesn't doesn't bring happiness. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. It does. It it complicates things. You find that you have a lot of friends if you have money, and sometimes when when you're on the bottom, you're all alone because people are greedy and they they want what you've got. Proverbs thirteen eleven says. Wealth gotten by vanity yeah. shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor ooh. shall increase. Good. When you work for what you get, it makes you appreciate ooh, what That's you've it. got more. Right. <laughs> if if you're right. just if it's just handed to you right. and I've seen these bratty little kids take their cell phones and throw them up in the air, their iPhones. But if they had to work and they had to pay for that, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be throwing them around and and just treating them like you know trash. Our girls, on their 16th birthday, most of I, I think it was oh, that right. way. They were handed a set of keys to a used car, and a payment book. Yes. We didn't pay for it. They got jobs and they worked for them. Houses. They babysat. They cleaned houses. They waited tables.
3: Started out responsibility. They
2: sure did. And and when they got And when they got their payday, they paid their tithes and they gave their offerings. I taught last night about the ladies, about us being teachers. I didn't say anything about teaching our children to give. But when you teach your children to give, you're teaching them that they will be blessed. God will open the doors of heaven. He will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, yeah. and be content which, with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, yes. so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. Hallelujah. So, going in all this credit card debt, because... We gotta have more, we gotta have more, we gotta have more. We can't we don't have room to put clothes in our closets. We don't have room for any more shoes. And I'm not saying I'm not no, no, rebuking not. you it's or acceptable. anything. You she does. She gave me a bunch of clothes. Thank God for that. <laughs> but if if you can't afford it, save up for it. Right, exactly. Don't put it on a credit card. because really, gonna it's gonna cost you more. <laughs> it's gonna cost you more. Yeah, and and if you have a need, like I said last night, I, I told the ladies, I said, we try to protect our kids, you know, but when we have a need, I have took our kids to the living room say, kids, help us pray. We have a need, and they've helped us pray, and God has provided, and when he provided, their faith just soared, so God is our helper, and go to him first. Because he sees the need before we have it, he he knows it, right. and he's already got it worked out somehow. I believe that.
3: Right, man. One more thing. I want everybody to raise your hand if you've got enough money, insurance money, to bury you if you was to pass away. Let me say this. Think about it. You're not promised tomorrow. And you don't want to leave your family with a burden. $10,000, $15,000, hello, insurance policy will help you. I promise you. Listen, it's a sad day, and I'm not saying it's all completely wrong to do it, but it's sad sometimes that we want to get them cremated because it's cheap and we won't have a regular funeral. It puts a burden on a family. How many's ever watched Dave Ramsey? Strict, hard on finances. He can take you from the bottom and put you on the top. If you'll listen to the principles and what he wants. It's disciplined. Yep. Discipline. I believe that we need to have discipline in our finances. Even the Bible said if a man can't rule his own household, how can he rule the church of God? And I'll tell you this, if you can't get your finances right, you ain't got no business preaching. Bankruptcy. I had to file. I'm not saying it ain't wrong on medical expenses and some of the issues you have to go through. I understand. But can I tell you something? You just don't do it because you want to get out of that debt. It's wrong. When you owe, how are you ever going to witness to somebody, praise God, when you owe everybody in Madisonville and you don't pay the bill? Don't tell me you haven't done it because I know I've done it in my past too. Phone ring, you look at it and say, oh, that's world finance. Mm, I ain't got the money. And you know them. Do you think that's right? It's best just to call them and say, Patty's her name. I've done a lot of work for them. They know me. I can call them right now and tell them I need $5,000 and they'll give it to me. I'm telling you, I got a good name with them. But but I'll be honest with you. Patty, call her and say, Patty, I'm sorry. I'm just behind. This has happened. This has happened. And you know what? Sometimes they'll refinance it or skip a payment or do something. But ignoring them, It's the truth, ain't it? I, I've had people in this church that gets paid on the first and gets paid on the third. I've had people in this church will call me and say, Brother Orton, you home? Yes. I'm coming to your house. Okay. Come to me. Here's, here's my ties. Well, you could have waited to the church. No. Take them now. I don't want to spend them. Yeah, because I'm telling you, if you have a problem, praise God, spending it, the right, correct way for your tithes and your offerings is God gets first. When he's put first in everything, he'll put you first.
0: Amen. So... It is the will of God that each and every single one of us and all of you are very blessed and God wants to bless you. But open up your hearts to him and I promise you it won't be a grudge. You will see how much that God will will just open that
3: fact, Let's pray before. We pray
0: yeah. Over, over the finances of this assembly. Amen. I'm telling you there's some decisions that you have to make sometimes. Amen. Uh, that may, might not be easy and that don't feel good. But if you do it for God, he will honor it. He will honor it financially. I made the decision, Just I know it's late, but real quick, I made the decision to go to third shift uh, t- 2019. 2019. I didn't want to do that. I never in my life thought I'd ever be on third shift. But I was in a desperate situation. I wanted to make more money. Or I, I needed to make more money. Um well, I got a $1.50 raise to go to third shift. From that time, I have received over $7 in raises from 2019 to now because I did something that wasn't easy. And now I'm back on day shift at, as of the beginning of this year, and I have more favor in that company than I've ever had. Amen. But you have to make some decisions sometime for stewardship's sake honoring God, and God will bless you. Amen. So why don't we all just stand, amen, and pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, for the opportunity, God, that we had to be in your house. Jesus, thank you for the word that went forth, God. Lord, we pray that every single saint of God in this place, God, Lord, become cheerful givers, Lord. Let us, Lord God, be good stewards of everything that you've given us, God. Lord, we pray that you, Lord Jesus, pour out a blessing on each and every single one of them, God. Let there be favor upon them, God, in their homes, in their jobs, in their families, God, in their bank accounts, Jesus. Lord, we want to hear testimonies, God, of what you have done and what you are going to do. We believe you for it, Lord. Your word cannot lie, Jesus. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
1: Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky.
0: For more information about our ministry, visit our website.